Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've blessed us with all throughout this beautiful day and so much you've already given us and now you've given us even more when we're able to get into your word. Help us at this season to truly be thankful for you and not only during this Thanksgiving season, but every single day to give thanks to you and show our true appreciation for the many blessings and this courage us to go out and Share those with others so they can come to you and know what it's like to be blessed from you. Thank you oh so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thanksgiving Day coming up this week. There's a lot of tradition in Thanksgiving Day. There's some history that we can look at. The word Thanksgiving itself is found 27 times in the Word and throughout the Word of God from Leviticus all the way through the book of Revelation. But if we look at some history of Thanksgiving, the, the day that we have set aside in this country, the origin of that. I always like to consider the source, what's the origin of the various things that we participate in, and Thanksgiving is one of those that it's a, it's a real pleasure and an honor to be able to know that it has been established in this country. It's a it's a American origin, right, in this country, established very early on, and Christian-based right from its roots, and continues to be. And looking at some of the history, George Washington said, Let us unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgression. It's awesome that we had Christian leaders establishing this country. And looking at some of the old references, I have some a collection of old resources, old books. I've got a century dictionary. I've got some older dictionaries and encyclopedias and and so forth. And in the 1959 encyclopedia that I have, look up Thanksgiving, was first celebrated in America in 1621 by the pilgrims as an occasion for feasting and prayer. So right from the very beginning, what it was based on and established was thanks to the Lord for allowing them to come to the United States and to start a life here. And President Lincoln proclaimed the fourth Thursday in November in 1863 as Thanksgiving Day. So he pinpointed it to that one day for us to commemorate Thanksgiving. As we said, we should be thankful every day, but it is nice that this country, Christian-based country, has established a day to give special thanks to the Lord. A 1914 reference is a day set apart for a public celebration of divine goodness, specifically in the United States. An annual festival appointed by proclamation, goes all the way back there to President Lincoln doing that. It is celebrated with religious services and social festivities. Point out religious services. That was a 1914 reference. And then a 1925 elementary school dictionary says, The United States, a day set apart each year for Thanksgiving and praise to God for His mercies is a form 
of words expressing of thanks to God. All the way back to that. All these origins, all these references. And then go all the way up to Webster's 2002 dictionary. Simply put, public acknowledgement of divine goodness. Closer you get to the modern times, the less and less they make reference to God, less and less they make reference to giving thanks to God. I don't have a 2023 reference because I don't care what 2023 says about it. I like the older opinions, the older ways, the older references. They're more accurate as we see these. Accurate to what Thanksgiving is really all about. Set aside by the leaders of this country, by those that established this country, a special day to give thanks to God for His blessings, for His many, many blessings. He pours so many blessings upon us. It's amazing. And the awesome gifts that He gives us. He gives us salvation after all. It's like He says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a gift. A gift that we need to be thankful for. Thankful for every single day. Not just every once in a while, but every single day. And we have a lot of references in the Scriptures about giving thanks. We can go all the way back to Psalms and find references. And we can go up into the New Testament and find references, as I said. But let's look at a few of these. As we know that the Lord has blessed us with life itself, and then what we do with that life will determine where we spend eternity. Do we give that life over to the Lord? Have we devoted it? Have we accepted that free gift of salvation? If we have accepted that free gift of salvation, then we have to look forward to a glorified body, a wondrous existence with a new heaven, new earth, and no more pain, sorrow, and suffering or tears like we'll get into if we get that far into Revelation chapter 21. But right now look at Philippians chapter 4. A letter to the church of Philippi by... Paul, concerning how we need to be thankful. There's a lot of stuff going on in our lives that could draw us out of gratitude. We could be bitter. I've seen this happening way too many times. People have something go wrong in their life and suddenly they turn against God and they're bitter. They're not counting their many blessings like we sung earlier. They're not looking at what they have. They might be upset about what they no longer have. And forget about what they do have and what they have to look forward to. So he tells us here in Philippians chapter 4, pick it up verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Part of that rejoicing is being thankful. No matter what's going on in your life, there's still something to be rejoicing. And that rejoicing is about your salvation, about what you have to look forward to, your home with the Lord for eternity. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That constant availability of a testimony that we all have when we interact with anybody else around us. Are we moaning and groaning and gloomy and bitter and, and just spewing out all kinds of murmuring? Shouldn't be. We should be thankful. Even in our times of struggle. Even in our times of suffering. So let your moderation, it means your interaction, your testimony, be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. He's right there with us, right through those challenging times. In verse 6, be careful for nothing. That means don't worry. Don't be overly concerned about things. We get so worried when we hear the news 
about this or that happening. We get worried when we see the weather forecast. We get worried when we hear about fires in the National Forest right now, some 6,000 acres on fire over there near Matt's Creek. There's a lot going on, a lot to be concerned with. The war over there in Israel right now, the pestilences, the, the diseases, the hardships, a lot of it. Don't stay focused on that. Focus on the things you have to look forward to and the things you currently have. And here, as he says, be careful for nothing. Don't worry. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, yet let your request be made known unto God. That means he wants you to list everything that you want, everything that you need, everything that you desire. Do we pray correctly? Not always. Sometimes we mess it up. But still wants us to pray. He still wants us to communicate to Him. In our prayers to Him shows that we have faith that He can give us what we're asking for. If you need healing, ask for it. If you need prosperity, ask for it. If you need peace of mind, ask for it. If you need to overcome depression, ask for it. And notice, with thanksgiving. You've got to be thankful for what you've already got. Because you could have less. You've got to be thankful for what He's about to give you before He even gives it to you. Read that one again. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So what happens when you do this? Verse 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That peace that comes over us that we can't even comprehend comes over us when we're truly thankful for what we already have and what we have to look forward to. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. Notice, state of mind. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about these good things that he just listed here? Or are you thinking about all the hardships, all the troubles, all the cares and woes and the bad things that are going on around the world? What is your focus on from day to day? Way too many times we listen to too much news about the hardships that are coming around the world about the hardships that are even within our own areas, our own neighborhoods. We get so filled with that that it just overflows into our attitude. Our state of mind gets altered because we're thinking about all the horrible stuff and forgetting to think about the wondrous things, the glorious things, the truth, as he says, the things that are true, things that you can prove. We can know without a shadow of doubt that we have life everlasting to look forward to. Think on those things. As he tells us in verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That God of peace. When we think on the proper things that we have learned from His Word and from the Holy Ghost, we'll be encouraged. We'll come out of depression. We'll be lifted up. We'll have that peace that passeth all understanding come upon us. 
It's available. Let's use it. Let's tap into it. And then we'll have that testimony to all men around us. What is different about you? There's something different about you. You have a smile on your face. I know you're going through some hard times, but yet you're still smiling. Well, why are you smiling? Because you know what you have to look forward to for eternity. And that's what we have to smile about. It's so awesome. It seems so simple, but yet it is accurate. It is truthful. We need to always be thankful for what we have. And we need to show that thankfulness by taking care of what He's given us. And we can show our thankfulness by rejoicing. Not just moaning and groaning and murmuring, but to rejoice, as He tells us in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. It's the second shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept is the shortest, and this one is the second shortest, which simply says, rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Not rejoice when everything's going exactly like you want it to do. No, you rejoice even when things aren't going your way. Pray without ceasing. That's the critical one. If we are in constant communication with the Lord, then we have that presence magnified within us, which can give us that peace that passeth all understanding. And we can have the kind of communication that we are supposed to have. When we are constantly praying, praying means to talk to, to communicate with, to request, all that constantly. When you wake up in the morning, you start talking to the Lord, you don't quit till you fall asleep at night. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Not in only the things that you really like and want, give thanks. No, in everything, give thanks. Because there's challenges that come in our way, whether they be physical or mental or financial or whatever kind of challenge it faces. There are challenges that come our way for a purpose. We know, as the Word tells us, that everything works together for good for those that love the Lord. So when you truly know and love the Lord and you trust in Him, the things that you're going to go through are going to work out to a good. Does that mean they're going to be pleasurable? No. Not necessarily. Sometimes, yes, they are, but many times they are not. But they will strengthen you. They will give you courage. They will give you peace of mind. They will give you an awesome testimony. They will give you knowledge and wisdom and understanding that then you can turn around and share with others. When you see somebody else going through a challenge that you've already been through and conquered that challenge by the power of the Lord, then you have that experience to turn back to and help someone else go through that same experience. And trust in the Lord through that. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. That's the Spirit of the Holy Ghost that is within us. How do we quench Him? Well, by ignoring Him. And then He's not communicating with us because we done closed our ears to Him. That's quenching the Spirit. And by our behavior, we can hurt that relationship as well. When we show unthankfulness, that can hurt their relationship. Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesying. We have prophecies in here. The Lord told us in the Gospels there would be hard times. There would be persecutions. They would come after us. They would hate us. The people would even kill us thinking that they're doing God a favor. That's some of the prophecies that you could despise. You don't want to hear that, but that's truth. That's going to happen. We're going through it. We're seeing it. 
despise not prophesying. Because some of those prophecies give us about wondrous, glorious things that we have to look forward to. Think about those. Prove all things. You've got to test things. You've got to look at them. You've got to try the spirits as John tells us. When we try the spirits to see are they godly or are they ungodly. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. And then he gets into some more of our behavior. Abstain from all appearance of evil. When we are murmuring, when we are unthankful, when we are doing things we shouldn't be doing, then that's the appearance of evil that people are going to look at us and think, well, you're just as evil as I am, so I'm not going to listen to anything you say. You're just a hypocrite and you just blew your whole testimony. If we keep things right, if we rejoice evermore, if we abstain from evil, if we quench not the Spirit, if we do what we're supposed to do and stay in the will of the God, then, verse 23, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, set you aside as a special place in His ministry, put you in situations where you can have a good testimony that's going to influence others. That's sanctification. That's a special place. That's a an ordination even, designated task. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Preserved blameless. How can you be preserved blameless and found without spot and blameless? As Peter writes, you've got to confess your sins. You've got to trust in the Lord. Confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He clearly tells us that. All we've got to do is trust in Him. We trust in Him and are thankful for what He's done for us. Then we have a good testimony and we can reach others out there in the world. Over in Psalm, let's look at some of the references to giving thanks and being thankful in the Psalms. In Psalm 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. It doesn't say moan and groan and complain and murmur all ye lands. No. When we get together and we sing these songs and we lift up praise to the Lord, that's a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. That's that rejoicing evermore. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us. And not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He bought us with His blood. We belong to Him. Therefore, we need to behave like that. We need to be thankful and show our thankfulness to Him. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. And into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. As He clearly says that, we enter His gates, that's into the relationship with Him, not just to the house of the Lord, but in His presence, which we should constantly be in that, with thanksgiving, constantly thankful. Be thankful unto Him. Bless Him. Bless His name. He's given us so much. And then over there in Psalm 105, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Notice there, that testimony that we read about over in the New Testament. 
in moderation before all men. It's that testimony. He's referring to it here in verse 1 again. Make known his deeds among the people. What has he done for you? Not moan and groan about what he hasn't done for you yet, but what has he done? Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. There's so much that we can be thankful for, so much all around us. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Notice, his strength. It's not ours that we depend on. It's his strength that we depend on. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. The judgments. The judgments that we will all face. The judgments that we will all look forward to when we are prayed up and when we truly trust in the Lord. And then we can look forward to judgment day and hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what we have to look forward to. That's what we can be thankful for. And over in Psalm 106, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. We need to always be thankful. We give thanks when we have a meal, just like the Lord gave us those references when he was feeding the multitudes and when he prepared the Last Supper and was giving out the bread and the, the wine to the disciples. He gave thanks. He gave thanks to the Lord. And we should always give thanks. Every meal that you have, give thanks. Every sip of water that you have, so precious, we should always be giving thanks. That was good. Thank you, Lord. And think about that. When we're t constantly thinking in a way that we are thankful, then we can be the right kind of person. We can be the right kind of witness to others around us because we display thankfulness for what we have in the way we treat others and in the way we treat ourselves. I go back to that ourselves so many times because you see so many examples of people that don't give thanks for their physical blessings. You have people out here that hurt themselves as a form of entertainment, the self-abusers in whatever form it may be. There's a lot of that on display. And it just shows unthankfulness. Unthankfulness for the ability to be able to speak when they go cut their tongue and make it look like a fork. I saw an image of a girl the other day or forked tongue. Like she didn't even give thanks for the fact she had a tongue. Or the piercings with everything hanging all over their face or the tattoos all over their face. They didn't appreciate having healthy skin. There's so many examples of unthankfulness you see. But we need to be thankful for what we have and be looking forward to what we have for eternity. The many, many more blessings that are coming our way. And most of all, that unspeakable gift that we read about earlier where we sit in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's a gift. All we got to do is reach out and receive that gift, accept that gift, and then He gives us salvation. And then we have so much to look forward to. And then we can be thankful for that gift. 
which, like he says in 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. The gift of his body on that cross to shed his blood for us that can wash us clean of our sins and be looking forward to a home in heaven, to be looking forward to those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And he gives us those two great commandments, to love others and most of all, to love God. First, you start with that. You love God. You're thankful to God. And then you share that love by loving others as well. And it's the love of God that comes into us that we then turn around and share with others. And then we be thankful for what He's given us and be thankful for what we have to look forward to. And if you're aching and you're in pain and you have a, a body that just doesn't seem to be what you would want it to be, be thankful for what you have to look forward to. Because isn't it going to be so wondrous when we receive that glorified body? And let's look at how quick we receive that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. What's this corruptible he's talking about? He's talking about the physical decay and corruption of our body. The older you get, the more you know what I'm talking about. As we just wear down our bones, our joints, our hair falls out, skin don't look so good anymore, aches and pains and woes and cares of the physical existence, that's going to be gone. We're going to have a body that doesn't go through that. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality... Immortality, that's life eternal, never to die, not to wither away, not to decay. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, but the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory that comes to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. When we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we ask the Lord to forgive us, when we truly ask Him to forgive us and wash us of all of our sins, He does it. He cleanses us completely of all of it. And as it says over there in... 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. we got to confess. It tells us to go to Him and confess our sins to Him, to Jesus Christ. Now, if we have sinned against somebody individually, then we need to go to that individual and ask for forgiveness from them as well. But that's not what He's talking about here. To get cleansed of that sin, to get cleansed of all your transgressions, you take it to the Lord, the one and only that can cleanse you because it's cleansed by His blood, by His finished work. And then you're forgiven. And then you have that wondrous glorified body that we just read about to look forward to. Over in Revelation Go ahead and look at that glorious body. What's it going to be like for eternity for those who trust the Lord? 
we have a new heaven and a new earth to look forward to in Revelation chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and, I, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That is something to truly rejoice in. That is something to truly be thankful for. And that is something that is available to all those that have confessed their sins to Jesus Christ and have been washed of all those sins. That's what you have to look forward to, that glorified body that we read about. And no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more tears, no more crying, none of that. And a big, beautiful, brand new earth with everything created new again to be able to interact with all that wondrous creation in its perfection. That's a lot to be thankful for. And that's that gift that's unspeakable that is said over there in Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. It's beyond what we can comprehend. And we need to be thankful for it. Like you said in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Rejoice evermore by being thankful. We can show that rejoicing by being truly thankful. Like it says in verse 18, in everything give thanks. Thank the Lord. You fall down, you break your leg. Thank you, Lord. I didn't break my neck. Simple as that. A lot to be thankful for. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. It can give us that encouragement when we need it. Help us to take that encouragement and go out and share it with others as well. Help us to truly be thankful for what you've already blessed us with. And to even be thankful for those challenges that come our way, those opportunities to show our thanks to you, even in the times of need and in the times of sorrow. Thank you oh so much for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.